Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today is going to be another health discussion with my mother. Welcome mom. Thank you. Also glad known as Renee. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here as well. And today we're going to talk about a very important topic but before we do that let's say a word of prayer. And I know I say that every week that we're going to talk about a very important topic but I just believe that everything from the Bible and especially especially concerning health and all of the topics that we cover are very important to know. So yeah. it happens to be true every single time. That's right. So with that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes for a word of prayer so that the Lord will be with us as we talk. Would you like to say a word of prayer or shall I? Go ahead. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us of life and health. Lord, thank you for giving us the health message which we can apply to our life so that we can be in good health and prosper like you say in your word in the Bible in 1st John and Lord I thank you for giving us this knowledge so that not only can we help ourselves but we can share it with others and help the world to heal as well Lord help us to be witnesses for you help us to continually grow in you and to be more like you for time is running short and we thank you in advance for being with us on this very day and we ask all these things in your your precious holy wonderful son's name amen amen all right so today we are going to get into whether raw veggies are healthier than cooked ones is it fact or fiction now in june 21 1894 ej wagner said this a Scotsman is launching a new form of vegetarianism in Paris. Its members eat and drink nothing but uncooked vegetable foods and natural liquids. Notice how in 1894, this Scotsman came up with this raw diet in food and drink. This did not come from Adventists in any way, shape, or form. And if this was a lifestyle for us, the Lord surely would have given it to us to say, hey, this is good, said, it in the spirit of prophecy that counsel and that she received in 1863 when the lord gave her the health message it would have been like yes this is very beneficial for the, the body and the system but nowhere is it found that we need to be doing this in fact let's see what she actually has to say well you know what before we get into that i'd like to say now medical science and other experts are now saying that we need to be cooking our hard crunchy vegetables another name for them is called coarse vegetables and in order to get the proper nutrients otherwise raw vegetables actually steal iodine from your body and the enzymes are not released for proper mineral absorption so it's actually best to cook them and not to eat them raw right when you have coarse which will be coming up a lot coarse vegetables that is means their unnatural state now we'll get into what vegetables she means later on when we're saying coarse vegetables coarse means hard and crunchy and every vegetable out there is hard and crunchy except all types of lettuce spinach is not hard and crunchy and onions are not really hard and crunchy but some people don't even like them raw you know many people don't like them raw but you can eat onions raw they're they have a little bit of crunch to them but they're not real hard like a carrot now some things that are fruits like squash and pumpkin they're not coarse vegetables because they are fruit so you could eat them raw but 
Most people don't like them. It's better to cook those. It's better to cook like your pumpkin and squash. Uh, now, zucchini can be eaten raw. That's a fruit. Many people confuse what's a fruit and what's a vegetable. And um, the other thing is like bell peppers and cucumbers, they're actually fruits and they can be eaten raw. So a fruit has a seed in it. So just remember, if it has a seed or seeds, it's a fruit. If it doesn't have any type of seed on the inside or outside, it's a vegetable. A lot of people say, well, what's a banana? Because they don't really see a seed. But there are little tiny black seeds inside a banana. If you look, if you split it in the middle, you'll see it. You'll get three pieces of it and you'll see the little tiny black seeds. So only coarse vegetables should not be eaten raw. All your fruits can be eaten raw, except for the ones we mentioned. It's best to cook pumpkin in that. But, you know, imagine you could eat it raw, but I don't know how well it would taste. <laughs> Probably blend it up in something, you know, and eat it that way raw, but most people don't do that. But th what the quote says is in Education, page 204, paragraph 3, and it says, In the study of hygiene, students should be taught the nutrient value of different foods. The effect of a concentrated and stimulating diet, also of foods deficient in the elements of nutrition, should be made plain. Then it says tea and coffee fine flour bread, pickles, coarse vegetables, candies, condiments, and pastries fail of supplying proper nutriment. Many a student has broken down as a result of using such foods. Many a puny child incapable of vigorous effort of mind or body is the victim of an impoverished diet. Grains, fruits, nuts, and vegetables in proper combination contain all the elements of nutrition. And when properly prepared, they constitute the diet that best promotes both physical and mental strength. And that comes from Education, page 204, paragraph 3. Now let's talk about this paragraph, Kayla. Yeah, what's interesting here is that when she's mentioning pickles and condiments, I just wanted to make a quick note of this. She means the one containing vinegar. And we can talk about vinegar on another podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and I like how she put tea, coffee, fine flour, bread, pickles, candy, condiments, and pastries, all with the coarse vegetables. So she's saying all these things fail of giving proper nutriment to the body. So in other words, it's not good. And then she says, many students have broken down as a result of using such foods. Right. So she's putting it in the same category as tea and coffee and all these other bad, you know, harmful ingredients. In other words, it's not good. Right. And the tea and coffee here are the ones with caffeine in them. Right. Not herbal teas. All coffee is bad except for the cereal coffees. And all tea is bad except for herbal tea. And even some teas in the grocery store, you have to read the label because a lot of times you can find a nice natural peppermint or spearmint or some kind of natural tea. And then you read the label and they've got bad ingredients mixed in with it, like natural flavors, which is MSG. So you do need to read the label and make sure that it's just peppermint or just spearmint or, or just chamomile, whatever it is, right. Anyway, and another thing I want to point out in that quote is that she says grains, fruits, nuts, and vegetables in proper combination. So that means no mixing fruits and vegetables, no eating your vegetables raw, you know, we have to have proper food combinations, which we can do that in another uh, time too. But <laughs> so much to cover. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But there's a lot 
of information and combining your foods properly that many people don't know. And like we said, we'll have to cover that another time. But when you do eat your food in proper combination, then you're going to get all the elements of nutrition. So you're not going to need vitamin B12. You're not going to need any kind of supplements. You're, you're not going to have to worry about getting enough protein or enough calcium or enough of this or enough of that. If you're eating properly, you're going to get all the elements of nutrition you need and your body's going to be fine. Because it says when properly prepared, which means, you know, cooking your vegetables, and then they will constitute the diet that best promotes physical and mental strength. So there's a lot of good information in just that one quote. A lot of necessary facts that we need to know. All in one little paragraph. Yes. E.G. Wagner in May 7th, 1903 also said this, albumin of vegetable origin is better when cooked. Can you explain what he meant there? Yes, albumin, it means the egg white or the protein contained in it. So what he's saying is it's better when it comes from a vegetable origin, it's better when it's cooked. So in other words, don't eat those raw veggies. Now, a very interesting thing, a doctor that was very famous and still is known today, you might have heard of Kellogg cereals. Well, Dr. Kellogg, before he went into wrong beliefs and wrong yeah, habits, yeah. he was very knowledgeable and knew what he was talking about. And he says some very interesting things. Would you like to read what he has to say? Yeah, he has this section called Diet for the Sick. And it says, food for the sick should be nutritious, easy of digestion, and free from oily or fatty substances. The following articles should be religiously abstained from pork, fats, butter, salted or smoked meats, and in many cases, all kinds of meats, salt fish, most kinds of fresh fish, lobsters, clams, oysters, rich gravies, and greasy soups, mustard, pepper, spices of all kinds, vinegar, pickles, and then he says raw vegetables of all kinds, cheese, rich pastry and puddings, oily nuts, tea, coffee, condiments of every kind, rich preserves, hard-boiled eggs, fried eggs, and fried foods of all kinds, distilled and fermented liquors of every kind, and whatever else impairs or injures digestion if the patient is suffering. So granted, he's not the prophet and he didn't have all the truth because he says some kinds of meat or some kinds of fresh fish but we know today that we are to stay away from all kind of flesh food and all kind of dairy products and stay away from eggs as well but that's a very good diet for the sick to eat very simple if, or sometimes even fasting is good if you're sick you know give your body a break because digestion is the hardest thing that your body does and it, it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of energy for your body to digest so when you're sick and you're eating this great big fatty type meal like he talks about there and all these condiments and then drinking coffee and tea and rich foods and all this garbage your poor body is already sick and then it's got to digest all of that it's very difficult on you even when you're healthy you should abstain from all of these things because right. then you won't get sick we want prevention of sickness as well right so we need to abstain 
protein from all the meats, all of the vinegar, all of the spices, and not too greasy, and all of those things that were mentioned, we need to abstain from them when we're healthy as well as when we're sick. Right. There's a good quote in Councils on Diet and Food, page 206, that says, there are those who try to abstain from what is declared to be harmful. They fail to supply the system with proper nourishment, and as a consequence, become weak and unable to work. Thus, health reform is brought to disrepute. The work we've tried to build up solidly is confused with strange things that God has not required. And the energies of the church are crippled. Yes, indeed. If we don't take care of our body, we're going to cripple it in the end and then we'll be sick. And we won't be able to do the Lord's work anymore or any work at all. And back to Dr. Kellogg, another thing he says in his book is that medical writers give us seven varieties of a disease called diarrhea. But as such a division will only tend to confuse the mind of the nurse, the disease will be described as a unit. And the cause is overeating and the use of improper foods such as unripe fruit, raw vegetables, here it is again, sausage, pork, veal, or excessive quantities of fresh meat of any kind. And it's really important to know that 70% of our immune system is in our digestive tract. And if we eat unhealthful foods like raw vegetables, we're weakening our immune system, actually. Far better would it be to follow the advice of cooking your vegetables than to have to deal with these problems afterward. Right, but we don't want to cook them till they're mush either. Many people say, ugh, I've seen Meals on Wheels that come to elderly people when I was a caregiver, and they get their meal at noon, you know, and I'm there helping them, and they open it up, and here's this broccoli in there, and it's all just mush. You can just take your fork and mash it. Yuck. You don't want to do that. You want to only cook your raw vegetables until they're tender, and then stop. If you do overcook them, then you will lose the nutritional value in them and you won't get the enzymes and the nutrition that you need from them so only cook them till tender and another thing when cooking vegetables is you don't put the water in the pot and the vegetables in the pot and turn it on that's a big mistake most people do that and I used to do it too what you have to do is bring the water to a boil first then when the water is boiling you put the vegetables in bring it back to a boil and cook them just till tender and that way they're not sitting in that water getting all soggy while the water's heating up and that takes away nutritional value from the vegetables too so the proper way of cooking them is very important can you steam vegetables as well oh sure you can yes you may steam them too that's another good way to cook them do you have to boil the water first for that too oh well you should yeah you can get the water boiling and then put the veggies in the steamer basket and when it's boiling then put it in there and cover it up i'm just asking these questions because i'm sure there's others out there who are wondering the same thing yeah you probably wouldn't really have to but i do but because faster because the vegetables in the steamer basket are not going to cook until that water boils and they're not sitting in the water so it really wouldn't hurt if you're steaming them but I just put the water on to boil because you only use a few inches when you're steaming. You don't have as much water as you would if you're going to boil some potatoes or something. So I just put the water on to boil and then I, as it's boiling, I get the veggies ready and put in the steamer basket. And then by the time you have that finished, the water's pretty much boiling. To learn how to cook vegetables properly, um, there's a book called How to Live, which is Sister White's very first cookbook. And that book is no longer in print, but if you want it, 
I can send you a link to get a free PDF or Kayla can and she will give you her email address that you can contact her and she'll send you that link to get the free PDF. Well, if you're interested in that link, you can contact me at a starwitness at gmail.com and put in the title how to live and then we can work it out that way. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to read is this quote here and it says, during the last seven months, we've been at home about four weeks. In our travels, we have sat at many different tables from Iowa to Maine. Some whom we have visited live up to the best light they have. Others who have the same opportunities of learning to live healthily and well have hardly taken the first steps in reform. They will tell you they don't know how to cook in this new way, but they are without excuse in this matter of cooking. For in the work, How to Live, there's that book again, are many excellent recipes, and this work is within the reach of all. I do not say that the system of cookery taught in this book is perfect. I may soon furnish a small work more to my mind in some respects, but she never did. Anyway, but she says, How to Live teaches cookery almost infinitely in advance of what the traveler will often meet, even among some Seventh-day Adventists. So she's saying that it's not perfect because that was the very first health book she came out with, but she's saying there's very good information in there in how to cook vegetables. Right, and in CH 221.4, it says, He who is converted from errors in eating, drinking, and dressing is being prepared to hear and receive the truth into a good and willing heart. Right. So when we start doing these ways of eating, drinking, and dressing, we're going to be more receptive to truth being taught, and our mind will be more clear to it as well. Right. And another book that Sister White recommends is Dr. Kellogg's wife, Ella. She wrote a book called Science in the Kitchen. And again, if you want a copy of that book free, you can send Kayla an email, and she can send you the link for that book as well. And in pages 228 to 270 is listed many wonderful things about cooking. And I recommend highly that you get those uh, links and read that information. But, you know, once again, medical science is even saying now not to eat your vegetables raw, which was amazing to me. It's like, wow, Ellen White told us that. Over a hundred years ago in the spirit of prophecy, not to eat coarse vegetables and that they need to be cooked. And now medical science is saying that. Right. That's amazing to me because they're always behind. We know that. But I was just like, wow, you know, I've even read several articles too. I probably could supply links for those if you're interested. But I was like, wow, praise the Lord, because that just confirms what the prophet has told us. And you might be asking now, what's wrong with raw vegetables? Well, they mess with your digestion. Yeah. And you don't have the released enzymes necessary to break down the food. I also noticed when we used to eat the coarse vegetables, my jaw would get so sore from all of the chewing. Mine too, especially carrots. You chew and chew and chew and it's like, wow. That's not good for all that jaw work. Yes, chewing is good for digestion, but all of that hard labor is not good for your jaw. Right. It also produces a weakness in the system. It steals iodine and other minerals that are very crucial for your health. It can cause diarrhea, and the list goes on and on. Right. Vegetables have to be cooked until they're perfectly tender, but not overdone, like I said. And many cooks spoil the vegetables by cooking them too long. And 
quite as many more serve them in an underdone state to preserve their form. They still have some crunch to them. But either plan makes them less platable, we're told, and likely to be indigestible. And that's from Ella Kellogg in her book called Science in the Kitchen. So there again, we have another confirmation that our vegetables need to be cooked till tender, but not underdone, but not overdone. Yes, indeed. And we can tell by how the digestion works that this is not very good to do. And I know that a lot of people really promote this. There's a lot of ruckus going on with the raw diet, raw juicing, eating all these vegetables raw and all that stuff. But, you know, like I said, medical science is saying it steals iodine from the body. And there's many medical missionaries and health institutions and lifestyle centers of ours that are teaching this. But God wants us to speak the same things. He doesn't want some of us saying eat these vegetables raw and others saying cook them and, and this one says juice and this one says don't and everybody's on a different page. God wants us to read the books that were given to us and speak the same things and be in harmony and be of the same mind because that's what we need to be doing. God says not to do it. We need to obey God and not what all these other people say. And many will say, well, I, I was healed from that. I did all this raw vegetables and raw juicing and I was so sick and I was healed. Yes, they were. You know why? Because they got rid of all of the things that they were eating that was harmful to their body. And they went from all the meat and sugar and dairy to one of vegetables and it cleared out their system and they allowed their body to heal them of the diseases that they had. Exactly. And when you go from eating meat, dairy, processed foods, sugar, candy, gum, ice cream, junk, and then you go to all raw vegetables and juicing, your body's like, whoa, this is healthy. And it's very concentrated. That's another thing that's wrong with that. We'll get into juicing in another podcast, but God's not going to use individuals of different faith and opinions and views to scatter and divide. Jesus designed that the faith of his people should be one. We all need to be on the same page. We all need to be speaking the same things. If one goes forth preaching one thing and another differing with him preaches something else, how can those who believe through their word be one? There'll be difference of sentiments. And that can be found in First Testimonies, page 326, paragraph two. Yeah, we need to be unified and teach the same thing. And you might hear all of these different opinions, but what does the Lord say? What does the Lord require? Of us to do. That right. is the thing. And we need to change our habits and their ways of doing things when we learn what is wrong and what is right. Now, for those of you who may wonder what exactly the coarse vegetables consist of, and we mentioned some of them before, yeah. but here are some more of the vegetables. You have your carrots, the beets or beetroot, uh, broccoli, cabbage, greens, the like kale and collard greens and other leafy greens like mustard greens, and asparagus, cauliflower, broccoli, potatoes. Right. Anything hard and crunchy. Just remember, the only vegetables you can eat raw are all types of lettuce, spinach, and onions. Everything else needs to be cooked. Oh, and probably radishes. You can eat a radish, but some people cook them, but they have a little bit of crunch, but they're tender crunch, like an onion. They're not hard 
like a carrot. But otherwise, yeah, you have to cook all those rough, crunchy, hard parsnips. That's another one. I used to love raw parsnips when I made the sandwich spread out of it too. It was really good. But And you can still make things like coleslaw. And, and what I've heard is I've not really tried it the right way. I, I tried it once wrong because I chopped them up too fine. But you can chop up your vegetables and cook them and then immediately put them in ice water and they are supposed to get their crunch back. So like you can make a coleslaw and then put the cabbage in the water right away in the ice water and let it cool down and then take it out and it's supposed to be crunchy again. But when I tried it, the one time I tried it, I shredded the cabbage really fine and it didn't really work, but it still was good. Now, even when I make potato salad, I cook my onion and I cook my, my celery together and put it in some water and cook them and drain them really well. And then I even put them on a paper towel to get out the excess water and throw that in with the cut up baked potato and make my mayonnaise, my sauce or whatever. You're gonna, however you make your potato salad and mix it all up. And I put some olives in there and it's really good. Right, because olives, although they are a fruit, Ellen White does say that the two fruits that we can eat with either meal are lemons and that would be limes as well and olives right but not oranges and any other citrus fruit limes are in the same family as lemons so i would say yes with the limes but that doesn't mean you can have orange juice and grapefruit juice and tangerine juice and all these other fruits she says lemon specifically and she says olives but she doesn't say limes but they're pretty much in the same category and so yes you can eat that with any meal and so we do eat olives with our vegetables like in potato salad right but another Another thing is I wanted to share how a lot of people say, well, Adam and Eve, they ate raw. Well, yes, they did. Before sin, they were eating fruits, nuts, and grains. Vegetables weren't added until after sin. So they weren't needed at that time. So they were not eating raw vegetables. And after sin, when God added vegetables, he probably had them cook them. And now after we've been given the health message in 1863, we really don't have any excuse whatsoever. Right, we know better. And some people take that quote, though, and they say, oh, see, we don't have to eat vegetables at all. Or they say, see, we have to eat them raw. But that's not true. We need to remember that we have to take all the spirit of prophet quotes and bring them all together like we do on the Bible on any specific subject and bring all the verses together and study it. When you teach someone that Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, you don't say, oh, see, the Bible says, remember Sabbath day to keep it holy. Okay, study's over. No, you show them more quotes and more quotes and more quotes and go all through the Bible. And that's how we have to study the spirit of prophecy as well. We have to bring all the quotes together Together. Also, I want to say the fact that the reason why most people think that the raw diet or lifestyle is the best is because they say it gives you good nutrition and you get all of the enzymes or whatever in it. When you cook it, people say that it loses its nutritional value, but that's not the case whatsoever as we've learned through this talk. When you lose that nutritional value is when you overcook it. Or cook it in the water right away. That's why you have to let the water boil first so the vegetables aren't sitting in there getting all soggy. And it says in CD 395.2 that all the elements of nutrition are contained in the fruits, vegetables, and grains. And Absolutely. 
that is when they are properly prepared. And as we heard in the other quotes, that means cooking those coarse vegetables. Right. And it wasn't a part, like we said, of Adam's sinless state diet. So we need to remember now we are living in sin. We're all sinners and we have the bodies of sinners. And our bodies sweat and we lose electrolytes on a regular basis. And that's why the green herb of the field or vegetables was included in the diet because we need them. We, we must eat them. So we cannot exclude them from our diet. We absolutely must be eating vegetables. And we should be eating some type of green vegetable every single day. Most people are deficient in magnesium and it's because they don't eat their green leafy vegetables. Green beans and peas are not dark green leafy vegetables either. We're talking about things like broccoli, kale, collard greens, mustard greens, all the asparagus, greens. yeah, and all types of lettuce, not iceberg, but like romaine and green leafy lettuce, but arugula. It's not wrong to eat iceberg, it's just and your spinach, you can eat spinach raw and put that in with your lettuce and make a salad, you know, and you might be saying, well, what do you put in your salad? Well, you don't put tomatoes and cucumbers in it because those are fruits. So what we do is we cook our vegetables, like say we're gonna have broccoli and carrots. We'll use those two for an example. I'll have them cooked and then we'll put those in with our salad with maybe some beans and rice or something and warm it up so they're not ice cold. It tastes better when it's a little bit warmed up for some reason. And we'll put that in our salad and put your salad dressing on and it's really good yeah it took us a little while to get over the weirdness of not having tomatoes and cucumbers in our salad but you can also make a fruit salad the nice thing about salads is that you can have different types so when we want a fruit salad we'll put cucumbers and peppers and tomatoes all together with a french dressing and it, some olives maybe yeah and make a french dressing you don't want to use your french dressing in your vegetable salad because french dressing comes from tomato so so you want to use that in the salad that Kayla just talked about with the bell peppers. You can have fresh bell peppers and fresh cucumber and fresh olives, avocado, tomato, those type of things. It's really good too, like when we have spaghetti. That's what we do. If you want to have a salad with your meal, well, you can't have a lettuce salad with a spaghetti dinner or lasagna. So we have the fruit salad. It's called the fruit salad, but not sweet fruits. It's the savory fruits. And it's really good. Yeah, variety is the spice of life. Even in this sort of eating, variety is important because your taste buds like something different. Right. And that you doesn't know. mean you have to be extravagant about it. It just means something that is different than having the same thing every day. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have leftovers for a couple days. It just means make your lifestyle have some variety right and if you are having spaghetti dinner another thing that's really great with spaghetti is like acorn squash or butternut squash and cook that up and have your squash with that that's really good too and even like if I make spaghetti sometimes I'll just cook some zucchini or peppers and and then put the sauce on top of that and serve that with the spaghetti and we'll eat that in there too or eggplant be creative you know you can do all sorts of, of things and I wanted to read this quote from Council on diet and food page 474 it says a diet lacking in the proper elements of nutrition brings reproach upon the cause of health reform we are mortal and must supply ourselves with food that will give proper nourishment to the body so we're mortal and we need the diet that gives proper nourishment so i'm going to ask you now what diet did god include when man became mortal well in genesis 3 17 through 19 we have the answer which says and unto adam he said 
Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. So it's saying here the herb of the field, which we know is the vegetables. Right. And so we've been counseled in the spirit of prophecy. Number one, don't eat our vegetables coarse. In other words, raw. The coarse vegetables shouldn't be eaten raw. They have to be cooked till tender. And so if we want our proper nutrition and we want proper enzymes and we want to be healthy, that's what we need to do is do it God's way. He doesn't want us to chew all these hard, crunchy vegetables and get sore jaws and sore mouths. And it's very difficult to chew a raw carrot. Do you ever think about that? You know, people say you're supposed to chew your food 50 times. That's another fictitious thing. You chew your food until it's mush in your mouth. Not all foods are chewed the same amount of time. There's no way you can chew a bite of a banana 50 times. You're going to have banana soup squish juice in your mouth. Gross. You know? <laughs> you know, whereas if you're eating lettuce, that takes more chewing than a banana. And if, especially if you're eating a raw carrot, I mean, you can chew and chew and chew and chew and chew. And I don't think it ever became mush in my mouth. You know, got the tiny little pieces maybe, but I never remember eating a raw carrot and having it be mush in my mouth. But that's the rule. Whatever you're eating, you don't have to count how many times you chew it but you just chew it until it's mushy in your mouth and swallowed and your stomach doesn't have little teeth down in there to start chewing this food that you swallow whole or big chunks of so eat slowly chew your food well then swallow it because there's no teeth in your stomach exactly <laughs> the teeth are up above right <laughs> remember that and remember the lord will help you to get through this and to change your way of doing things to prepare your food in a proper manner and he will help you and lead and guide you. I know most of our medical missionaries and even Seventh-day Adventist doctors and like I said our lifestyle centers and stuff teach that a raw diet of vegetables is good but they probably haven't you know studied this out or read these quotes and many of them have been misinformed or just are doing what they were taught and what everybody else says but the prophet tells us though those who go forth to engage in the work of the ministry must be intelligent upon the subject of health reform. And that's in Medical Missionary, page 238, paragraph 3. Why? Because strange things have been done in the medical missionary work of late, in Councils on Health 370, paragraph 3, we're told. So we don't want to be doing these strange things. We want to become intelligent, and we want to do what we're counseled to do, not what we're told by a doctor or a lifestyle center or a friend or a cousin or some other relative or family member. We have to do what the spirit of prophecy tells us and that is cook our vegetables right and in cd 200.3 it says many have misinterpreted health reform and have received perverted ideas of what constitutes right living right so that is exactly what we're talking about these misconstrued ideas of wrong healthy living exactly and that is exactly what raw diet lifestyle is right so i hope that 
this explains everything to you guys and that you've learned something new, which I'm sure many of you will because many people didn't know this. When I found this out, I was like, what? I thought juicing was so wonderful and eating all these raw vegetables and we tried to eat raw all the time. Mm -hmm. And we were eating probably what? Maybe 80% raw or something. I don't know. I don't remember, but it was a lot. We were eating raw, raw, raw. And when I learned this, I was shocked, but yet I was kind of relieved because it was getting difficult to come up with all these raw things to eat all the time and and I was even buying 25 pound bags of carrots and even juiced them at times with with some beets and was drinking it thinking I was doing this wonderful stuff for my body but this is really easier to eat this way and it's God's way and I love it and I'm used to it now yeah and it's delicious it is it's not plain or boring or anything you can get creative with your food and it still can taste really great amen and remember what it says in matthew 5 16 let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven so now that you know the truth go out and share with others and thank you for coming on and sharing and talking with me and you're welcome my pleasure and if you want to check out my mother's ministry she has a page on facebook called restoration remedies and recipes check it out full of great information she does blogs and posts a lot of health stuff she's very knowledgeable and with that being said let your light so shine that you are a star witness for the lord